0: Welcome back to the Power 6 Podcast. Here's your host, Isaiah Rose.
1: Alright guys, welcome back to uh, another edition of the Power 6 Podcast. Uh, we're coming to you guys a day later because we needed more time to recoup from last week's game on Thursday. Uh, disappointing loss for the Scurs. Uh, we got the whole crew here. Um, I hope everybody had a good uh, Labor Day weekend. Had a good time with family, wherever you did. But um, that being said, I'm going to pass things over to Max and get this thing rolling.
2: Thank you, Isaiah. Uh, week one reaction this week. No more week zero stuff. We're on the actual big time slates now. So we react in the week one results. There was uh, a few surprising ones in there. A few big ones, including the unfortunate Nebraska loss, which we'll talk about. Uh, we'll look at the AP poll, tank and bank. We'll do previews, locks, dogs, predictions, all of the normal stuff. Uh, but we'll start it out right out of the gate. Like I mentioned, Nebraska losing 13 to 10 uh, in Minneapolis on Thursday night. They seem to have had the game won like so many other times that we've seen over the last, I don't know, decade now, especially over the last six, seven years. Uh, And then some key turnovers. We joked before the game, when is the catastrophic mistake going to happen? It actually did happen. Happened twice, really. Now, three times. Um, But, yeah, I mean, uh, quick takeaways are that Jeff Sims did not look good. He's going to need to improve his efficiency Wide receiver room, not that great. But Marcus Washington was out in the first half that game and was back in the second half. His presence was felt. Um, But I liked where the defense was
3: at.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree, Max. Jeff Sims is not looking like him right now. Um, Definitely needs better decision-making. My biggest takeaways from the game, Jeff Sims didn't look good. Um, Our biggest worry was that we're going to use Jeff Sims to get most of our offensive creation, and that's what happened. Um, But I did think our O-line looked better. I was surprised to see so much of Anthony Grant out in the field um especially when he fumbled the ball um that that was a big turning point of the game and then our, our receivers I just feel like they had a tough time getting open in that uh Minnesota secondary. So hopefully this week we can kind of turn things around and get the ball rolling a little bit better with uh all our skill players. Yeah I mean
0: I I would say the exact opposite point Isaiah. I think I think Jeff Sims did look like him it's been the story of his career. He's, he's had problems with keeping, keep keep, taking care of the ball. And it was obviously evident in that first game after, you know, there was high praise that he was getting better at it. So at this point it's, where does he grow from this? And from what, from what I've seen, it sounds like he's, you know, he's the last person to leave at the end of the day. And it, it sounds like he's really trying to figure out what he can do to help, help this team win some games because, He's a great asset on the ground. He he has great mobility. He can really make plays happen. Uh, um, so if he, if he could just learn to take care of the ball and go through his progressions, I think he could be a really solid quarterback. Um, I was disappointed to see that our running backs were underutilized. It, we were preaching all offseason about getting back to the ground game and really you know playing smash-mouth football, and Gabe Urban got seven carries. We saw Anthony Grant on the field the majority of the time saw him late in the game when he had the fumble like you said Isaiah and it it just kind of makes a lot of people think what what was he talking about what was Matt Rule talking about this whole off season and but i've had a lot of time to think on the game i think i i wasn't surprised to see nebraska lose to minnesota i think minnesota's a good football team not as i don't think they're as good as they have been in years past but i still think they're pretty good and if they can pick up some of the errors on offense. I think the defense played really well that they they could, I think they could be a solid team this year. Still.
4: I think what, what differs from Nebraska right now to Minnesota is Minnesota is a good program. Like, I mean, PJ Fleck, as much as we give him shit, he's a good coach. Um, I mean, their trench game is good and everything, but I mean, they know how to win games and know how to finish games. Um, My reaction to the game I mean not to beat a dead horse so I'll quickly just say Jeff Sims wasn't good His arm sucked um, But we also had Some mental errors With penalties um, Still I mean it, it comes with a new staff And a, a new Culture I guess um, But the fall starts Disconcerting signals we love that one we Saw that one a couple years ago um and then also too many men in the huddle um it wasn't a lot of yards but it was seven penalties for 55 yards um but just those like little mental errors we can't can't continue to have
0: yeah yeah i mean i think nebraska cut down on the penalties but they were just in such crucial moments of the game you know they had a, a great play to get up against the goal line and they tried to go hurry up and ended up having a false start, which pushed them back five more yards, which ultimately led to you know, Gabe Urban being short. Was he not short? We we don't we don't know, and them walking away with zero points. It's the crunch time penalties that really killed us.
4: Yeah. Well, that false start it led to Jeff Sims' interception, which was. Right. An awful, awful decision. He made a terrible read on that play. Ter- terrible did. read. Borketer's I mean, wide he, open. Borketer was wide open. And on top of that, he it – was, it was a bitch pass. It was a soft, soft lob up that Minnesota could easily just grab. So, um I wasn't impressed with Jeff. And uh, he needs to be better. And we need to be cleaner on offense for sure Um moving forward.
1: I agree. Um, one thing I noticed, I don't think we had a single holding penalty in that game, for the offensive line, um, uh, which I thought was huge. Uh, o line definitely looked better. Those false starts, like we said in crunch time, definitely killed us. You know, there's probably fourteen points left out there on the field just because of those two penalties in crunch time. Um, overall, I think the defense uh, played very well. Um, Nate or Nash Hutmacher. That dude is a freaking beast. He's a big dude. He can get to the quarterback. He put a lot of pressure on Callie McManus. And I'm I'm excited to see more of him, um, especially coming up to this Colorado game. Uh, Just see how the defense compares, you know, after playing Minnesota. Yeah, I
2: loved what I saw from the defense. That felt like the first game maybe of my life where I don't think we complained about missed tackles once in that entire game um those boys were hitting hard they were flying around tackling i remember the the week before that they asked isaac gifford in a press conference if that was the most hitting and tackling they've ever done in a fall camp and he said oh yeah by far and i think it showed because they were they were solid tackling uh they were fast we held minnesota to 55 rush yards 2.2 yards a carry that just doesn't happen to minnesota you shouldn't lose that game we had 181 yards on the ground you know if you i mean big 10 less football Rush yards is usually the score of the game, but when we have four turnovers to only one, um, that's what's going to happen. You know, we we have, and we gave up 13 points, but a touchdown and a field goal. Ten of that was uh, when we turned the ball over at midfield. Otherwise, in normal circumstances, our offense gave up three points. Offense or defense gave up three points. Offense should have had a touchdown at the end of the half. Um, yeah, I would have liked them to have also rode. Gabe Irvin a little bit more. I want to just see him be the, the guy, the number one guy. Um would have been nice. Special teams also vastly improved.
1: Yeah, I was gonna right. comment. The special teams looked really good. Uh, our kick return coverage. Um I don't think they got past like the 25 the entire game. Um punting looked really good. Bushini's got a freaking leg. And then also our kick return game seems like it's improved leaps and bounds, especially uh, to come out in that second half after, you know, throwing an interception where we almost had a touchdown to respond that way. That was huge.
0: I think that goes into the mindset that they're, they're not going to be fair catching any kick returns this season is what Matt rule says. So I think it kind of gets the guys, you know, into the mindset that we're going to, we're going to go on, on this kick return. It's not just like a playoff and, yeah, it really just came down to the little things. You know, Isaac Gifford dropping an easy interception in the end zone that could have sealed the deal. There were multiple different things that happened throughout that game that you could look back on and say, man, if Nebraska just converts one or two more plays, like they, they walk away with a win. And I would love to just see them play a complete game because other other than a Nebraska blowout, those close games, you you're, you sit there the whole time thinking – how how are we gonna find a way to lose this?
1: Yeah, i th- I thought that in the entire time, you know, when it, after the the twelve, well, it was twelve minutes left in the game, and we threw three pass plays in a row that, and we took off maybe thirty seconds on the clock. I knew at some point, I'm like, how? What are we gonna do to lose this game for ourselves? Like Minnesota's not gonna win this game without us giving the ball to them, and that's exactly what happened. So it's just it's the same story, you know the past couple two or three years that we've seen, um, I still think this team has potential to not play like that every week. Um, you know, Jeff Sims, if he gets through his progressions, you know, makes some better smart decisions throwing the ball. This is a completely different team. That's a completely different ball game.
4: Yeah, man. i I've been saying it for the last week. It's it looked like the same movie but a different director. So I hope uh hope it changes. And I think it will.
2: Yeah, I think it will as well. We saw we saw the ingredients there for what looked to be a better Nebraska team under Matt Rule than we've seen over the past five years. Um, so if they can just not shoot themselves in the foot, and they can just learn how to win a, win a damn game, you know, then that might uh, sort of release the dam of close wins, maybe instead of everything being close losses. Opens so. up the floodgate. Yeah. opens up the floodgate. Uh, but anyway. I think we got everything out regarding that game. And what, what's up, Hedley? Um
5: I, I'd like to do a PSA really quick. Um, I got a text from Jared during the game um, on Thursday, and he bet on Nebraska because we all said Nebraska was going to win. Uh, first of all, Jared, you're a dumbass. We always pick Nebraska to win, no matter what. Um, I think we had people pick Nebraska over Michigan last year. Jared, do not come to us to pick games. That's ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Asking us who's going to win a football game is like asking us the keno numbers. We don't know.
3: Hey, he should have who asked. We thought me...
5: Colorado was going to win two
3: games this year. <laughs> everyone
4: I thought that. No, sure. I, think, I think everyone in the country thought that. <laughs> I'll stand on. I'll stand on the hill. I I thought it was going to go one and eleven.
0: I think it's, it's still a possibility. I mean, it's still in the realm. I mean, TCU is not more.
4: a good football team. Yeah. And we, we'll uh, talk about that later. Too. Yeah, we, yeah, we will get into that. Hey, I did
5: listen to Colorado Radio today just to hear the pulse of Boulder. They genuinely think they're playing for Natties this year. They think that they have college football playoffs in the bag right now.
2: Just put They do. So does the rest of the media, and it's actually really laughable. But, again, we will get into that. Um, the the Dion-Nick Saban comparisons are actually out there. If you if you want to look for him you can find them. That's insane. Um, it's got it. the overreaction to Colorado is insane right now. But
5: they they sound like us right after Scott Frost got hired at Nebraska.
6: Yeah, and we see how uh, that turned out.
5: Yeah, yeah. but Dion is dude. I was in the Dion's post game conference, and I'm like, how is this guy ever gonna lose? You know, he does get you fired up.
1: Yeah. He does. The guy gets you
5: fired up. It's scary. We will get into if Deion told Boulder to kill us on Saturday, they will kill us. They're gonna kill us.
2: Like literally kill.
5: No, no. If Deion's like, "Hey, fans, I need you to shank all Husker fans that go in the stadium," I think they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. He is God to Colorado right now.
2: Uh, we can start off with our reaction to that game in fact I just have a couple games bolded but you know we might work through a couple more than that but Colorado beats TCU 45 to 42 in uh in Fort Worth Texas at TCU 11 a.m big noon um shocking result yeah I don't know I mean
5: yeah, I think it's funny Colorado goes and schedules a cupcake week one. That's laughable.
0: Honestly, I don't think TCU is as good as as people were thinking they were going to be this year. They returned one starter on defense. <clears throat> their defense just looked like a child child's play out there. And one of their defensive players even acknowledges that in a press conference, uh, I believe, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but the, a reporter asked him, you know, is this loss to Colorado a wake-up call for you guys? And his response was, I mean, I guess you could call it a wake up call, but losing by sixty in the national championship game is almost just as much of a wake up call. And he, he they called the he called themselves the laughingstock of college football. I, I just, I don't think TCU is going to be a good football team this year. I think their offense looked good because Colorado's defense is not that good. Um, I, it was just the hype that it was the runner up. Colorado played the runner-up and beat the runner-up, but the runner-up got absolutely destroyed in the college football playoff.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of why there's all the hype with all the Colorado fans It's like, hey, we beat the runner-up from last year. Like Devin said, they got one returning starter on the whole team, and he's on defense. I think I they, were, that they, they
0: were tur- they were they returned a few players on offense. I think they returned like. Four or five on offense.
2: They, were, they returned three on offense. They returned more than one on defense. I thought
1: I it was heard, just
6: they, one they returned, starter. Returned, I think they returned yeah. one starter. I I
2: think I think offense is where they were kind of decimated. I think defense... <clears throat> I mean, the whole point I was going to bring up is they returned like... I, I mean, I, I genuinely think they returned more than one on, on defense. I, I, I believe that to be the case. But their defense was not good last year. They might have made it to the national championship game. As runner-up, but last year's TCU defense was 91st in the country in scoring defense, 95th in the country in total defense, 80th in yards per play, 80th in rushing defense, 97th in pass defense, 115th in the country in explosive pass defense. And that's exactly what we saw Colorado do. I don't know. When I read those stats out loud, it's actually like, how did that team make it to the national championship game? Well, they won seven games by one score, and they won another three games by just 10 points. They weren't dominant, but they were clutch. And they had the number ninth ranked offense in the country that they lost everyone. Uh, That TCU offense, they lost their Heisman runner-up quarterback. They lost their top two running backs, top three wide receivers, and top two offensive linemen. Uh, All of that is six first-team all-conference players gone. They lost their offensive coordinator, Garrett Riley, brother of Lincoln Riley, gone. And they still uh, put up 541 yards of offense, 279 passing, 262 on the ground at 7.1 yards per carry. This team is going to suck this year. Their defense already sucked last year, and Colorado won that game by three points.
5: Imagine if Colorado had to start the season with a Big Ten West juggernaut. I don't think the hype would be uh, like it is now.
0: Or if they were to start against like USC, like a a conference opponent, I think it would have been. Colorado sucks. I think Colorado's offense, if going against a lower tier defense, one that's not going to make you run the ball, then yeah, they're they're a good football team. They're fast, they're versatile, but I don't. They had what less than 100 rushing yards, didn't they? But their running they're running like, back, they're running back at four receiving touchdowns.
1: I like think he had, didn't he have two rushing and two receiving or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they got
0: down
2: to like the one a couple times and, and hit him with oh, some whoa. rush yards. But Colorado had like 50 rush yards on the game. They rushed for 1.6 yards per carry, Colorado. Yeah.
0: yeah. And they're, I know their running back had over 100 receiving yards. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, they were aired out and they absolutely just shredded that TCU secondary, which looked terrible, by the way. I mean, the missed tackles, the miscommunication, uh, TCU had looked like they had really slow linebackers.
6: I think the, TCU's I think the defense main,
1: overall did not look good.
6: I think the main thing for that Colorado team is, though, they have these really big players. They're star players and their team that if they can play through those guys, then on especially on offense, not really on defense. But if they can play through those guys, then they're going to be able to score points and at least compete. But if you can stop like Sanders and uh, what's his name Travis Hunter, Travis Hunter. If you can stop yeah. those guys, and I don't think that they're shit. But if the but if they can play through those guys, then they're going to be a decent team because they're they...
0: leaders and they're dogs. It'll be yeah. it'll I be saw that like in the
4: jersey. No
1: idea.
4: I mean, if if Colorado is going to be successful, it's going to be in a TCU esque fashion. Of uh, their defense is not that good, but their offense will continue to put up points and uh, score Um, but my reaction to this game was like everybody else and I didn't not you guys but like media and everybody that this team is going to be really good Dion is him everyone is talking about Colorado and Dion Um, and I didn't even get to watch this game but just seeing the score and uh, so I think everybody just needs to pump the brakes on it Uh, just like you guys have said Uh, We don't know how TCU really is. And they also still have a ton of transfers. So that culture and cohesion that they may have now after a big win, uh, it could fall and really screw them in the, in the long run.
3: Um, Yeah.
4: Yeah. I'll preface it by saying Colorado
5: really is shitty and they suck at football, but they also were so disciplined for being a, the so week one team they all met at the beginning of the month, they were like – they weren't doing stupid shit like the Huskers do. And that would, that's what really pissed me off about the whole game is uh, Deion Sanders turned it around right away.
4: And with Rule, the thing is you got to wait three years. I don't want to wait three years. Yeah. And we still got to give, I mean, Colorado their flowers there. I mean, they were 1-11 last year and terrible. And to come out and yeah. beat, a, T- beat a TCU team, I mean – yeah. Good on them. But. And
0: I don't I don't know if I would necessarily give Dion the credit for, for their discipline. Obviously, his coaching style and the way that he carries himself is huge for that program. But I think the players at Colorado, like Colorado was one and eleven last year. They and they completely overhauled their roster. I think the players felt like they had something to prove. And so they came out wanting to do that and they did it. Whereas Nebraska has been you know, bad statistically the last decade. There, there's just not that same fire to go out and just get it done because it's the same thing every every game.
4: That's a good point, I'm, Devin. I think I'm good on the Colorado talk for now.
3: Yeah,
6: we'll get into. Uh, we'll say one more thing. Uh, oh yeah, I would just like to say. uh Thank you, Colorado, for after that first drive I saw I was like, okay, they're all right. Smack a little bet on the, the live money line and they want me seventy bucks, so thank you, Colorado.
5: I also won I think seventy bucks on Colorado, so that's pretty awesome.
6: We will six. Uh,
2: we will talk uh more about the Nebraska versus Colorado game when we get in our preview too, so we'll be able to we'll be able to talk about that. Um we'll get these big ones out of the way and then we can see if we have anything else to talk about but uh we'll go to the Florida State over LSU game so the Seminoles win that one 45-24 over LSU um and Florida State looked really good in that game. I think everything just came together right? But man their their defense really surprised me. I thought they were really physical and fast defense.
1: Um I didn't get yeah, to watch team. I didn't get to watch this game, but I just want to put it out there Florida State still a bad team. I did. That
0: was the stupidest comment you could have made. If you didn't watch the game, don't comment on it. Florida Um, State looks like a national championship contender. I will say it's the first game. It's so hard to say like, oh, this team's good. This team's bad. Because the first half, I thought, you know, LSU is pretty good. Their quarterback's making good decisions. Their defense is physical. And then they decided to go home at halftime. You know, went scoreless and got absolutely smoked. Is LSU just not good this year? Are they overrated, too, just like TCU? We don't know.
4: I I think Florida State is
0: a good football team, though.
4: Yeah, Uh, uh, Florida State, this was one of the few games I got to watch this week, and Florida State looked good. I mean, even the the refs, I don't know about you guys, but I thought the refs were, like, riding some LSU meat that game. Like, it was bad. Um, But, no, I thought Florida State looked really good. Uh, LSU was supposed to be good this year. So I think they'll they'll have a run for the ACC uh championship.
2: Yeah, completely agree. And that's another that's a rebuild that took a while too. Mike Nervell in his first uh first season went like 3 and 9, second season 5 and 7. Then last year they won 10 games and now they're looking like they go to the playoffs. So it's taken a while. FSU fans wanted him out of there at uh out of Tallahassee after year 2 but you can it's it you can rebuild a program in many different ways. And Mike Norvell a little bit longer, but boys that team they they look like they could compete for a national championship this year, which is really impressive. Is that all we got on that one? Last one I wanted to get to for sure before we dive into some of the some of these other results that we could see if anyone has anything to say on. But uh Duke beating Clemson twenty eight seven on Monday night. Um Clemson made some mistakes, some turnovers, and in, in, in bad times. And Duke looked good. Riley Leonard looks good. Um, that Duke team went a sneaky nine and three in the regular season last year. I think a lot of people missed sight of that, lost sight of that, and they showed it Monday night.
6: Yeah, Clemson looked terrible. It was just a bad pick in general for people who bet on them, including me. But I won. I won some money on that game. It, you know, that was good. Uh, but their offense reminded me a lot of Iowa last year. That's every time. Every time they're getting something going, they do something just to hurt themselves. And it was just.
0: I'm glad I made it. a comment about that, which I think was hilarious. That was, right. that, was fa- that was that fake. was fake. Yeah, that was yeah. fake. What?
2: That was like what?
0: Fake. That was like AI yeah. generated. Yeah. Dude, AI is crazy cuz I believe that shit.
4: I did too. I, I know, was, everyone like, was like, oh, awesome. it. that was funny.
2: It would have been really funny. It was funny regardless but it is fake. So.
0: Oh, I bet he's thinking it though. <laughs> he's thinking
3: it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they just they looked bad. They made they made stupid mistakes that Clemson typically doesn't make. Clemson's defense is usually stout. I don't know how they allowed 28 points to Duke, but like you said, Duke is sneaky good. I think weren't they just in the ACC championship a couple years ago?
2: Mm, no, I don't. No, not. I don't think Duke. No. I mean, like Pitt was, North Carolina, Wake Forest. Uh, you know, some other weird teams, but I don't think Duke has been there.
0: The ACC is just a weird conference.
2: Yeah, this is Mike Elko's second year at Duke, and he's turned them around nicely. So they're looking good. Any other any other games you guys want to talk about? I know Illinois barely hang on against Toledo. Wyoming upset Texas Tech. Those were interesting. Um, I was mention
4: All
1: right, I was gonna say, uh, or Ohio State kind of looks like they're in they're in trouble there. Only you know. They were, what was it, a 30-point spread, and they didn't kind of clear that in the Indiana. They, I think at halftime it was tied. So there's some question marks around uh, Ohio State there.
4: I was going to quickly mention Baylor getting blown out by Texas State was pretty fun to, fun to see. Yeah, that know. was. That was pretty cool. That was. Um,
2: yeah, Ohio State, Washington looked really, really good. In that one, uh, North Carolina won. the Big Ten West maybe maybe looked a little struggling. Wisconsin did not get off to a hot start at all. Mm-hmm. Illinois Perd- barely beat Toledo. Purdue lost. losing to
0: Fresno State. Iowa won by
2: what was it, ten points
6: over Utah State. Mm-hmm. How'd that look, Connor? Uh, for that game, in the first five minutes, I thought uh, Iowa was a lock for national champions. The <laughs> quick the quick big return and then a big touchdown pass, three and out, then another touchdown, then another three and out. I was like, Holy shit, we're gonna win eighty to zero. Well then we turned it around, we started trying to slow it down, running running the ball a lot, and didn't really get anything going, and then McNamara's injury started acting up again, so he didn't look as good after he first started, but he looked pretty solid though, I'd say, for the first for the first outing of the year. So as long as he can be healthy, I think that's good. Uh, my biggest takeaway, though, was like the O-line on, on running plays was not looking good, so that's something that needs a lot of work. But other than that, offense looked a lot better, even though they still only scored 24 points.
0: They had to stop at 24. They couldn't let the point tracker get up so high to, to give Brian a little break. I think, he, yeah. I think he has to average 25 points a game now. Yeah.
6: Yeah. There was a drop touchdown pass and then another one, or like one or two drop touchdown passes that could have been. But I think their offense looked a lot better, though, than years past.
2: Yeah. That, uh, Devin is true, though. Brian Ferentz, points tracker update is at 24 points. We have the first, it's, he's one point below what he needs to hit. And that was against Utah State. Might Alarm. Be, might be in trouble. Um that's really all I think I got for most results though. Did you guys see the uh the AP poll came out recently? There was some shake up. Iowa notably dropped out of the rankings actually. Um Colorado Clemson stayed in it. Yeah, Clemson stayed in at 25. Colorado ranked at 22.
1: They must they must start TCU is they must think TCU is really good. to pull Colorado
4: well, in there like that. He yeah. still well, did have a little funny number next to their name when they beat him. So.
2: Yeah, as you say. Week yeah. one, you're going to have that.
0: I think the the coaches' poll and the AP poll, try, try to take those with a grain of salt until the actual playoff rankings come out. I think Colorado's got a lot of hype behind them that if they won the game, they're going to be ranked no matter what. Shit! If they would have lost by three, they might have snuck in at twenty-five.
4: Who knows? I'm surprised. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised they're ranked. Yeah, I am. I am too. I think, if anything, they give them receiving votes. But yeah, I'm a little surprised that they're twenty-two. Yeah, but the poll
6: just does not matter until we're a few weeks right. into the season at least.
2: Yeah. I uh one of my takeaways is that Florida State uh they went up four spots to number they went from eight all the way to, number
0: to two. two. No.
2: They're I were number saw four. AP they were two.
4: Michigan's yeah. Michigan's still number two. Georgia Georgia won, Michigan two.
1: Alabama three. What Florida AP State.
0: poll what poll did I see? That is a very good question.
1: Maybe power <laughs> rankings.
2: Uh, What I was going to say, though, is that I think Florida State should be the number one team in the country.
1: Yeah, they they should have went up to number one.
2: I mean, like, what are we basing these rankings off of at this point? Yes, Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, they all get the benefit of the doubt because they get the recruits and they're good year after year after year. So they can be two, three and four. Florida State has a legit dominant win over a team that we all know is still going to be at least a top 15, really probably a top 10. I still think LSU is going to be a good team. Why is why should Florida State not be
1: number one? That's a good question.
2: Is it because Georgia beat UT Martin by about the same amount that Florida State beat LSU? Is it because Michigan beat East Carolina 30-3 to by 27 points, about the same margin that Florida State beat LSU? Again, what are we doing? Like these teams, we just, yeah, you're number one. Georgia, you're number one. You automatically get it no matter what. Why do we play
6: the freaking games at
2: this point? Florida State's number one team in the country. They deserved it.
6: Yeah, like if you took an NFL team like that and they started the year ranked off eight and they had a great win like that, they're going number one for for the power rankings or whatever.
1: Yeah, exactly. So That's a good point, Max. You know, it's a top 10 matchup and they they beat them pretty easy-handedly. They should definitely take the number one spot.
2: Yes. That's my rant of the week.
1: I think they should do away with rankings
0: until the college football playoff ranking comes out. In whatever week they do it Because this whole You recruited well, you're going to be ranked number one And you're going to play Buttercup schools, but we're not going to move you Is stupid Because there's teams that are Tested early, like Florida State You know Utah, thinking Florida Was going to be, you know, good And we realize that Grant Merch is still bad Uh, Clemson, getting beat by Duke I it, like the rankings just doesn't make sense to have them this early on, especially when they're retur- returning or not returning players every year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Of course should be the number one team. They have the best win so far. They looked like the best team against the best opponent so far. Um. With that though, let's get into our tank and bank week one tanks and banks. Um. Do we say both or do we just start with like one of them? Tank. Like just start just, just start with the tank. Okay.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh I'm keeping it simple with both mine actually, but starting with the tank. Um I got Clemson Monday night. That was bad. Dabo tank.
1: Yeah, that that's a good tank. Uh my tank is going to be uh LSU. They got throttled by Florida State.
5: My tank is Nebraska just because I still feel the same pain that I did on Friday morning. It hasn't went away. This game really, really hurt me.
0: My tank. <laughs> uh, I- I'm going to say the same thing as Headley. The Nebraska defense gave the offense way too many chances to win that football game and they could not convert. It's it's the same same shit different day. They got to figure out how to be, you know, competitive on both sides of the ball. You can't have the defense making stops just for the offense to turn it right back over. Um and then honorable mention TCU, laughing stock college football right now. Big big tank.
6: My tank is Clemson. I'm with Max. They got they got reverse covered in prime time. What is that, Clemson?
3: They got
2: destroyed. Good point. Good point. Reverse cover. That's embarrassing.
5: I bet on Clemson.
2: Me too. I did too. I parlayed the Duke plus 12 in the under. That
5: was nice. Nice, Max. Nice. nice for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I would have
4: loved some input. But I, didn't I, got, see, I, I didn't see your guys' text. I got, like got Headley. who said, we got minus 12 and a half over here for Clemson. Again, Ben, I'm just
5: picking Keno numbers. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> it, was a,
4: it was a lock before the game started. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my tank is actually um, – it's Mike Elko screaming at the linebacker for targeting and then the ball staying with – or going to Duke. Um, This is – Mike Elko right now is a Bo Pollini hothead award candidate in my mind for his little action there. That's a so, good one. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, honorable mention is obviously Clemson. So is that oh yeah, we got two of them. Mike okay.
5: Elko does look like a bratwurst eating hothead, man. This guy <laughs> is perfect for
4: the award right now.
2: He could be the front runner. Mike Oko, number one in the standings right now for the Hyatt Award.
4: Probably one of one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, My bank for this week. Again, keeping it simple, I'm not overthinking it. Florida State, that's a bank, man. Best win of the, uh, the weekend. They look good. They look poised for, you know, if they can keep it all together for a, a playoff run.
1: Uh, my bank is going to be uh, Fresno State, my underdog of the week last week. Um, honorable mention, though, is going to be Florida State.
5: Sorry, Go I got I or... a draft going right now. I was just, you know, my bad. Uh, my bank of the week. I hate to do it.
4: It's Colorado. It's Colorado. They did win you money.
0: They are frontrunner for national champs. As we speak, yeah, they should be number one.
5: Also, bank of the week is taking a quarterback early.
0: Did you uh, draft Patrick Mahomes?
5: Yeah, I I got I got Josh Allen early. Oh,
6: I like that. I like that pick. For my bank, I got Florida State. They dominated, and they got the best win right now in college football. So, good bank. Good way to start a season for them.
4: My bank is going to be fading my uh locks for the year because I looked back at it from last year and I have got the worst record out of everybody. (laughs) Um, so if you want to make easy money, fade me. And I'm also gonna be doing more research so I can save my embarrassment.
6: Um, uh,
0: my bank and, and like Headley, I hate to do it, but I'm going to give it to Travis Hunter specifically. You got to respect the conditioning that that man has put in to be able to play both sides of the ball at such a high level should have had, you know, 150 some receiving yards and a touchdown, but he dropped that one still 119 receiving yards had a, a touchdown saving interception, and at the end of the game, he said he was ready for more, not tired. So, Nebraska's got to find a way to slow that man down. Heavy, did you have something to say?
5: No, I was thinking about it, and I decided not to.
2: Okay, that's okay.
5: Um,
2: Well, with that, Tank and Banks done. Reactions done. Let's get into our preview. A couple to look at because we do have a lot of predictions where I'm sure we'll talk about all these games a little bit as well. Texas, Alabama, number 11 at number three. Um, this one's in Tuscaloosa. Alabama's a touchdown favorite right now. Rematch from last season, which was a phenomenal game. This one's a night game in Tuscaloosa. Devin, are you as high on the Longhorns again this
0: year? Look for Quinn Ewer's revenge game, baby. Oh, here we Horns go. Horns up. Horns up. I think if he stays healthy. They got a shot. They really do. The biggest thing is going to be finding somebody to replace the production that Bijan had last year. Uh, obviously, he was their best player. Um, if they could find someone to put up yards in in that respect, I, I think that I think they can do it. I'm hoping right. for a good one.
4: Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Bijan get injured last year during the game?
0: It was Quinn Ewers left in the second second. Oh, quarter. that's
4: right. Because Kate Hudson. Or it was, was Hudson on
0: card.
4: Yeah, he came in. Yep. Okay. Then they also had to... that
0: absolutely terrible roughing,
4: it, the, roughing the passer
0: passer in, in the end zone. zone. That, yeah, was that was, was god awful. That was bad. So,
3: yeah, they, almost they don't have game.
0: the golden child that is Bryce Young anymore. But it is Alabama football.
3: It's going to so, be a great game.
0: I, I'm really yeah. looking forward to it.
4: I was yeah, talking really, about. This. Earlier this week, that if Texas and Alabama weren't playing, maybe we could sneak in a little college game day in Boulder. But
0: I think Nebraska would have had to win. I, I, th- I think even if
2: Nebraska won college game day, it was going to Texas, Alabama. Well, or, yeah, yeah no. if, if
0: there was if, no
3: Texas, Alabama. No Texas, oh, Alabama, yeah, yeah. Yes,
0: yes. Um, I would say I, maybe it would maybe go to Iowa, Iowa State. I
2: will say, I think that the Colorado Nebraska game will actually outdo Texas and Alabama in TV viewership this week.
0: What is the Alabama Texas game? At 11, 11 o'clock start time? Six. No, Alabama Texas is 6
2: p.m. 6 p.m. night game.
0: Oh, so I'm going to be watching it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You're
2: damn right. We're going to be watching be it.
0: Fun. Be watching it in Boulder.
2: Yeah. It, well, it'll be 5 o'clock there then.
0: Mm-hmm. 5 o'clock start time.
2: Um, but, yeah, I guess that's a decent segue into the Nebraska-Colorado previews that I, I think Nebraska-Colorado game is going to be the most-watched college football game of the season so far. I think it's going to outdo LSU-FSU. I think it's going to outdo Alabama-Texas. I think it would be the top five most-watched college football games of the entire year, um, which is freaking incredible. Uh, it's also incredible because this game has the most bets on it, of all football games this week, college and NFL, it's outdoing NFL games in terms of betting. That never happens. And there was someone from a bet online I saw on Twitter. They said they wouldn't be surprised if it becomes the most bet on regular season college football game of all time.
5: Um, People really like that spread.
0: I don't know why because it's changed. It's at three and a half right now, I believe, isn't it? On FanDuel, a couple hours ago, it was two and a half.
4: This morning I checked and it was three. Uh, at like five o'clock, I saw it was two and a half. It's yeah, two and
0: it's it's back down to two and a half, Colorado. But it's crazy to think that Nebraska opened as like what a seven and a half point favorite, ten.
4: Well, in
0: the off season, yeah.
4: So my thing with this too is the media and everybody is saying go bet Colorado spread, and I did too. Fade the public. Fade the public. But you want to know what? It hasn't moved. And it hasn't moved that much. And we know from We're seeing reverse line movement. When that line is getting bet on so much and it does not move, Vegas knows something. Vegas knows something. So my tip to everybody don't fucking bet on this game nobody knows.
3: I, I, Stay yeah, as
4: far <laughs> away from so, this game I as possible. so far away from this game.
2: On uh, Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember, maybe it was Sunday, Circa Sports, who who hasn't had a line on the game over the offseason or anything. In fact, I think FanDuel was the only sports book that had a line on it preseason. Uh, Circa Sports opened their line at minus five Colorado. And they've now come down to three and a half, three, two and a half. That is reverse line movement. Like 93% of the money is on Colorado, 93%. And it is the most bet college football game of the weekend. And some are saying maybe of all time. Why on earth would Vegas not move that line to like 10, 11, 12? Vegas doesn't, Vegas doesn't lose money. That is a money-making business. So that's, we. and we talked about this last year, Brad, the reverse line movement. The one game I remember specifically was LSU versus Arkansas. LSU was in Fayetteville. Uh, they were a top-ten team. Arkansas was unranked, I believe. And that line opened at a suspicious, like, five-and-a-half for LSU. Everyone started to hammer it. It closed at minus three-and-a-half LSU. Reverse line movement. El- Vegas was fading the public. Arkansas didn't win the game. But they covered. So Vegas won, big time. So, again, we, we've seen this before. That That is just so suspicious to me.
5: Um, yeah, if you If you're just looking at scores and didn't watch Nebraska or Colorado play and you saw Colorado beat TCU and Nebraska losing to Minnesota, it makes perfect sense. You're going to throw your money
4: on it. Yeah, which is what I exactly did this week was I watched Nebraska and I saw how bad the offense was. And then I saw the score of Colorado and TCU without actually, like, looking into it and hearing everybody who has actually fucking watched the game. I was like, oh, Colorado minus two and a half. And then I mean, took a step back, a little bit of Kool Aid. Now we're good.
5: I mean, that dude, that dude can't spin it, Sanders.
1: Yeah, his. You get I did see a couple hundred yards
5: highlights. at any level. Yeah. Is, against any team. That is just crazy.
1: The guy can. But the guy, guy can definitely
5: plays.
4: throw the ball.
0: But I don't think that's the expectation that he's going to go out and do that every game. No, <laughs> I think it's. I think it just showcases. How bad TCU's defense was. <laughs> he just got the luck of the draw. His Colorado debut, he played probably one of the worst defenses in college football and he exploited it. It's That's what we're gonna have to be seeing. Right. I'm excited to see how it how it how he does against Nebraska's secondary. I think Nebraska's got one of their better secondaries in recent years, but I'm also curious to see how they put how he plays against, you know other great teams like Utah, USC, Oregon, and, and how he plays there. Cause then maybe, yeah, if he plays well in those games, maybe you start to raise the, okay, he might, he may be a Heisman Heisman candidate. My thing is too, is Colorado's run defense wasn't good at
2: all. Uh, we obviously saw that they allowed, what was it? 260, 262 on the ground, 7.1 yards per carry, uh, to, a TCU team that, again, lost a lot in offense. They lost their top two running backs. They lost some linemen. And Nebraska, if there was any strength in their offense, it was that rush game, 181 yards rushing against Minnesota. Um, is pretty damn good. And Jeff Sims was good with his legs. And I like what I saw from Ramir and, and and Gabe Irvin. So I think if Nebraska, the strategy of this game for the, the Huskers has to just be You know, you're going to have to air it out sometimes, right? You can't be that one dimensional, but it's going to be ground and pound, run a lot, run the clock. The new clock rules are going to work in Nebraska's favor for this game. Get a first down, run that thing down to five seconds left on the play Mm -hmm. clock, and see if you can get six, seven yards of carry and just run the entire drive. You know, 15 play, eight minute drive, punch that thing in for touchdown.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: The biggest thing is going to be time of possession. I think if they can keep Colorado's offense off the field, and Travis Hunter on the field, it's gonna it's gonna then translate to his ability to produce on the offensive side of the ball. And I think Nebraska just needs to control that aspect. Colorado's offense is explosive. They need to keep it off of the field.
4: We have to protect the fucking ball too.
3: Yes, we can't yes, have
4: yes. we can't have bad fumbles in terrible yep. terrible positions. No bad interceptions. Jeff Sims can't just be staring down one guy. Um, We can't screw our defense and have us turn it over at the 50, and then Colorado just has 40 40 yards to go. Like, that's what screws us. That is exactly what screws us. And then we also, on top of that, we have to limit Colorado's explosive plays. I mean, I think they had four guys with 100-plus receiving yards, which is – impressive it won't happen this game uh a quarterback doesn't just go every week throwing 550 (laughs) yards or something like that's just crazy um but yeah we get we got to protect the ball on offense Mm -hmm.
0: that'll be the first the first key to the game for every game until they prove to us otherwise they have to win the turnover battle
2: yeah i was gonna say that that is I mean, even without what happened in that first game, you could say the same thing, but especially what happened in the first game, the number one key to this game is turnovers. Just don't turn mm-hmm. the fucking ball over, for God's sakes. Don't give yep. their offense any easier than it already needs to be for them. They got playmakers. Like, you know, Shadira Sanders looked really good. Travis Hunter looked really good. Um, there's no denying that. Don't give them easy field position. Don't give them more possessions. Don't turn the ball over. And then, Brad, your point about preventing explosive pass plays. I mentioned the stat earlier. Last year, TCU's defense was 115th in the country at preventing explosive explosive pass plays. Um, last year, Nebraska's defense was not great, uh, 77th in the country in scoring defense below average. But the pass defense was 68th. It was okay. If there was one thing they were good at, it was preventing explosive pass plays. 34th in the country the Nebraska defense was at preventing explosive pass plays. Tony White's Syracuse defense last year, 14th in the country in passing defense, 7th in the nation at preventing explosive pass plays. And he's, he's here this year. He's running that 3-3-5. He's going to mix up the looks. And again, we can tell by those stats from Nebraska last year, the strength of this team is that secondary. They're going to have to come through. I, I think they can. It's going to be tough. Biggest challenge yet. They have to I, think,
0: I think that's why Shadur thrives. I think he likes to throw that deep ball if you can if we can if our line if our d-line can get in there and rattle him a couple a couple of times he's going to have to completely change his style of play and he's going to have to look for those quick passes and that'll help us prevent those explosive plays as well.
4: Yeah. Hi. I think if sorry as I think if Nebraska wins this game it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be close, It's going to be punch for punch. Um but if Colorado wins it's because our offense just could not get shit going. And we had stupid turnovers and stupid penalties and everything in between. Yeah, I
1: was going to kind of piggyback off what Max said earlier. Colorado's run defense did not look good at all in that entire game. If we can play Big Ten smash mouth football against them, run the ball, run the clock. That's Nebraska's best chance of winning this game. Get, you know, give your defense time on the sideline to get some rest because we can't always prevent those big plays. They have some standout players. Uh, I think our defense is leaps and bounds bigger than last year. But at the end of the day, we can't stop every single one of those big plays from happening. I I can see there being one or two of those happening. Um, But we we just got to make sure our defense, you know, keep them as fresh as possible, run the ball, protect it. Um, And I think we can, you know, like Brad just said, it's going to be a shootout if Nebraska comes out with the win in this game. It's not going to be an easy game for us if we're going to win. Yeah,
2: there uh, tons of missed tackles for that Colorado defense too. Um, especially, I mean, they had some guys like shying away from the ball. You know, Travis Hunter. He's an athlete, but he's 6'1", 185. Get him in space against a six foot two twenty, Gabe Irvin. I like Gabe Irvin's chances. So
0: that was another thing that I think I noticed as well too, is that he kind of shies away from tackling as well because he wants to oh, be yeah. avail- He wants to be available on the offense. Yep.
2: Nope. Is
0: that uh is that good for a little little preview action there?
3: Yeah, probably I'd say okay.
2: real quick, uh game of the week for me, it's Texas, Alabama. Yep, I would agree. It's just an awesome matchup.
4: Real quick um, and then, not to not to backtrack, but Connor, I wanna hear Iowa, Iowa State should I bet the under? And what what does Iowa need to do to to score some points. I'm betting the
6: under. <laughs> um, you should not
4: You don't think so? Brian Ference offense I is know back, your play- baby. I know your players like are betting the under. It's like 36. It's like 36 and a half or I something. I think when like I got that. That's, an army, yeah, That's an army it's navy. Line. so
6: low and from what I saw, Iowa's offense does look better. They could have I think they could have scored more points. They Putting their back up like way earlier than you normally would in a game like that, which I think is because of McNamara's injury. I, if if McNamara is healthy and plays the whole game, I think Iowa can score points this year. He was just a way more accurate version of Petrus, and I think he ran the ran the show pretty well. How many? Uh... I don't know about Iowa State though, so that's what it's gonna. Iowa's defense didn't look as good though as last year, so.
0: We'll just have to call them up and ask them what bets they're placing. Yeah,
1: I was just I was gonna make comments <laughs> how, yeah, how many how many side players side get suspended after this game?
6: <laughs> but just cause the lock or just cause the under and every Iowa game was a lock last year, we can't just assume that it's gonna be like that this year. But
0: Iowa State assumption. does have a good
2: defense. Iowa State had a top ten defense last year, so um last thing. Before we get into uh, predictions and such, Power 5 teams playing at Group of 5 this year. A couple of these show up in our predictions. First one, most intriguing. Awesome matchup. Number 20 Ole Miss at number 24, Tulane. That is going to be a rocking atmosphere in Tulane. That game sold out. Only a 30,000-seat stadium. Uh, it'll It'll be a fun atmosphere. UCF, they're a Power 5 team for the first time this year, so this counts. They're playing at the Blue Field in Boise State. Fun matchup. Houston, again, first year as a Power 5 team. They're playing at Rice. Rice University is located in Houston, though, so I imagine that will be a home field advantage for Houston, yes.
0: Well, Luke Uc- McCaffrey.
2: Oh, True, true. And then finally, UCLA playing at San Diego State. Good West Coast matchup. But with that, we'll get into our locks, our dogs, our predictions. Our special guest for this week is here. It is Redmond Reed. What's going on, Redmond?
7: What's going on? A long time no see for a lot of you guys. So, um,
3: it's Thank God. Amazing. Thanks well, for I, coming. I,
7: yeah, last time I've been on here, I got I was told that uh I wasn't really cussing aloud. Um, <laughs> so, so, so I will calm it down a little bit. You know, the kids no, it's home. fine. Go you ahead. Say whatever the fuck oh, you, oh, oh, yeah. fuck, you <laughs> know,
1: fuck them kids, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, easy All enough. Easy enough. All of our sponsors.
0: monetized
2: last year.
1: Dude, all yeah. our sponsors are going to hate this. Oh, Last These year, we problems. were
2: trying to stick to a, a one cuss word per episode like limit, and then Redman <laughs> comes in and just like, F this, F that, this team's yeah.
1: shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were trying to do one F-bomb each an episode, and then Redmond just <laughs> ran away with all of ours.
7: Yeah, PG-13, no longer. Right <laughs> no longer. Yeah.
3: Hey, did TV, you have to, Redman? Richard.
7: No. It's, oh yeah. 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 I wear my I wear a hat with my own name on it. I thought you were
5: doing a cartoon character thing. You're wearing a Redmond hat on Redmond.
7: Yeah. Pretty goofy fucking character. So <laughs> All right. Well, we have a big slate this week. 15 games.
2: And of course we have our locks and dogs. Um Brad, you wanna give a quick update on sort of maybe how things went last week and we're uh, at? Yeah, we'll wrap?
4: yeah I absolutely can. So I will start with the score prediction record from last week alone right now. So Max went eight and five. Isaiah, I got to give you your flowers. Great move. I I got to do. I mean, you did great. I I, I ran away last week. You did great. So Isaiah went eleven and two, and then Headley. um, Oh, brother, we're (laughs) fine. We're fine. Bounce back. (laughs) So yeah. How's it feel? How's the field? Four and nine. <laughs> Headley went four and nine. Uh, oh, Lucas, plenty of time. Plenty of time. <laughs> we got so much season. Lucas went six and seven. So Redmond, that's your uh
3: yeah. Gappa, yeah, yeah,
4: fuck out of here. <laughs> six and seven. Yeah, oh, easy
7: winning record. Easy.
4: Connor, Connor went nine and four. I went seven and six, and then Devin went eight and five. Uh. Locks. Max hit his lock of over 57 and a half. Washington, Boise State hit his lock of over 51 and a half. Bama, (gasps) Tennessee State. And then Devin hit his lock of TCU Colorado over 63. Not going to lie. That was pretty good. Uh, Big 12. I didn't think Colorado was even going to score as much as they did. Obviously,
0: I so I figured that TCU is going to put up most of that by themselves. Oh, fair. <laughs> they almost kind of did too. So. <laughs> they
4: almost kind of did. <laughs> oh, wow. um, and then uh, we only had one underdog hit, which was Fresno State plus four. So, with our new underdog rules, uh, Isaiah is in the lead with four points. Isaiah
2: is on the board.
4: Let's go, baby. Through the season right now, Max, uh, the last three weeks, uh, Max is 13 and seven. Isaiah is 15 and 5, so he's leading. Uh, Headley is 9 and 11. Never forget. Connor, 14 and 6. <laughs> uh, I'm 11 and 9. And then Devin is 10 and 10. At 500, then baby.
0: Big
2: bounce back.
4: For locks and stuff, I we've only had just the last week. So it's um the one for Max, Connor, and Devin, and then the one underdog for Isaiah. And then Lucas missed both his lock in underdog of Purdue minus four. They obviously lost. And then Northwestern plus six and a half was bold, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Um, but shout out Gappa for for joining last week and now uh Redmond.
7: Yeah, Lucky I won't you, I, I won't do a of six
4: and seven, trust me. Yeah,
7: we want you to hit your lock and dog too. <laughs> oh, well, easy enough. I mean, well, well it's ridiculous.
4: <laughs> yeah. All, all right. right. Did you see the order I sent
1: on the chat?
7: Yeah, yep. I got it all written down. Hey, I'm I'm set right. to go.
1: Hey, this all isn't right. his first rodeo, Brad. He uh, he's yeah, been here on. twice. This is his third.
2: Champ week participant. Champ week participant. This
4: is our this is our third time with Redman.
7: Yeah, you know, I'm pretty good at this. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good. So. He's the most viewed guest now. Dumbah Holmes. All right. Dumbah Holmes. Hey, Dumbah Holmes. Watch out. Watch
2: out. <laughs> okay, let's get into it here. Like we normally do, let's start off with our lock this week. Um, My lock, if you want to win some money this week, you're going to bet the Temple Rutgers under 45 and a half points. They're not going to score that many points. Rutgers has a good defense. Uh, Temple had a really good defense last year and a bottom. Like 100-something ranked offense, I'm honestly kind of surprised this number is 45 and a half. It, uh, I think it opened at 48. You might not even be able to get it at 45 and a half. It's dropping quick. Bet it.
1: My lock of the week is uh, Utah minus seven over Baylor. Baylor's bad football team. They got ran out of uh, the stadium last week. Um, Utah looked really good against Florida. So If you want to win some money, you better hit Utah at minus seven.
5: If you want to win some money, do the opposite of what I'm about to say. You don't want to bet Iowa minus four.
6: I like it. That's a lock. That's a lock. I love the juice. I, I respect so, it. Sure, I
2: respect it.
7: Sure. I'm joining Isaiah. Isaiah it updated to minus eight for Utah, and I'm, I'm hopping on the wagon. Baylor's O-line sucks. Can't protect shit. Uh, Utah will just kill them offensively. Utah
1: minus eight easily. Easily. Even if Cam Rising's not playing. Easily. Easily.
6: All right. I got Oregon minus six and a half. It's a lock. They put up 81 points last week. 81. They can score the ball. Who,
1: Who did they play last week?
6: Portland, <laughs> but <laughs> they did put up Monix. 81 points. point.
1: That's <laughs> insane. He's gonna be, he's gonna be a
6: high. This
1: year, so. Wait, who do they play this week?
6: Why can't, Texas Tech. It's Texas in the Texas.
2: uh, it's in the predictions.
6: The oh, Red okay. Raiders.
4: Okay. Um, hold on, I just gotta look at some. Okay, cool. Uh, so my lock is going to be Oklahoma state minus three and a half. So go and bet Arizona state to cover that. Um, but (laughs) my reasoning to this is because Oklahoma state, um, they didn't look as good last week. So I think they'll bounce back against a historically bad football program of Arizona state. So, uh, yeah, we'll just go with that
0: late night, late night. The, uh, Utah Baylor game is a popular choice for the locks this week, except I'm not betting the spread. I'm betting the over at 47 and a half. I think Utah puts most of those points up by themselves. It just doesn't make sense to go the other way around. I, I think the over
1: is a lock. Yeah, I think Utah is probably going to put up all of those points. Especially, is Cam Rising playing? Do we know? Status? Yeah. I don't think they need
0: Cam Rising
2: for this I, game. I, I don't think he's quite back yet this week, but I think he's still day to day. I'm still
1: comfortable with that lock. Did, go, go bet it. Didn't they play the third string quarterback last week too? Because the second second string guy. I hurt. think he was. No, I think he was more
0: so like a wildcat type option. Gotcha.
1: Because I know he
0: got in the game. Yeah, he 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 went. He came in and ran a couple of read options.
3: Okay.
2: All right good locks can we see all those turn out now for the dog this week um my dog i'm going with a, another roughly touchdown spread here cal plus six and a half late night game they're at home facing auburn um cal is a lot they looked a lot better in week one they were favored by like seven over north texas they won that game like 50 something to 20 something um and Hugh Freeze, I think, is going to have a longer turnaround at Auburn than just in this second week. So I think Cal's got a chance.
1: Um, you're talking to the dog champion now. Um, if you want, if you <laughs> Jesus. want, to... <laughs> Jesus, Jesus hey, If you want to lock for the dog, take Washington State this week plus six and a half over Wisconsin. Wisconsin's not looking like a, a typical Wisconsin team. Um, so yeah, Washington State plus six and a half.
5: My dog of the week. I've got a suspicion that I'm not the only one with it. Looking at you, Devin. I got Texas seven-point dog. Yeah.
7: Okay. My uh dog of the week. I'm going with Delora, Delma Holmes plus nine and a half against Mississippi State. Arizona plus nine and a half. Delma Holmes, unbelievable. They beat I don't know who last week, thirty-eight to three. UCLA, yeah, easily, easily. I, I witness God on the field, the second coming of Christ. He's never let you down. Oh yeah, and this guy's a dog. You plus nine and a half, easily. We're gonna cover
6: that and maybe win. Well, they got to win.
4: Well, is that? Are we? Doing oh spreads? yeah, Redmond. So, oh yeah, don't Delma homes
6: for
7: the win. Then I'm yeah, yeah. i yeah. The dog I, I has to win up. for it to count now. Yeah triple, so our... yeah, triple down. I'm tripling down on Tom <laughs> Mahomes.
4: Yeah. So last year you could cover, but this year is whatever the point spread is, that's how many points you get if your underdog wins.
7: Ah, okay. You see, hey, how, I, you see, e, you see how I'm not budging? Yeah. Hey, uh, okay. I right, know. I'm going to go <laughs> bet them right yeah.
6: now.
7: Do Laura. <laughs> Do Mahomes.
6: All right. For my dog, I got Tulane, the Green Wave. Beating Ole Miss, minus seven. Mark it it up. It's going to happen. It's Ole Miss year. At home in front of 30,000. They're going to be rocking. It will be. be Uh,
4: When I was looking at my, my dog, I forgot who they were playing. And now I know why I picked them. Illinois plus three and a half against Kansas. Book it.
0: Easy choice. Book it. I'm hopping on Connor's back here. I got two lane plus seven. We'll miss bad football team. Isaiah doesn't know what he's talking about. Let's go <laughs> green wave. Very nice. I like the dogs are really fun this year. We got a good
2: variety in there. Anywhere from three and a half to nine and a half. Gonna be fun to watch those. Uh but with that, we'll get into our picks. We're picking these straight up, not against the spread, just straight up picks. We start with that Friday night game. This is going to be a really fun non-conference matchup Friday night. we watching it uh, in Boulder. Uh, Illinois at Kansas. I'm going to take Kansas because I think Illinois is surprisingly worse than I thought they'd be this year, especially on defense. They gave up 28 to Toledo, so give me Kansas.
1: Uh, I'd, I'd like to give a special shout-out to uh, Brett Billima for the uh, Sweat Award this year. Um, he, was he, was sweat, he was up there with uh, Mel Tucker this week. But I am also going to go Jayhawks here. They looked pretty good against uh, Missouri State.
5: Kansas is uh, one out of seven right now for my future um, this year. I got them at six and a half. I got them winning this week, getting uh, me another step closer to my 100 Schmeckles.
7: (laughs) Okay. Uh, Headley (laughs) Schmeckles. whatever a fucking Headley just said yeah I'm taking Kansas too I'll take the shekels whatever the fuck you're just saying (laughs) Um, I'm taking Kansas as well
6: yeah give me the schmeckles the Kansas Uh, Jayhawks I'm also on that wave
4: uh my underdog give me the fighting Illini
0: I'm backing Brad I'm going the fighting Illini
1: hey I wanna what's the over under for Redman F-bombs this episode
4: I think a little it was, too late for that. I think it was <laughs> set at like uh, 15 and a half. Wow. Hey, geez, I hit the over on that. <laughs> yeah, minutes, 100%. So.
0: Yeah. That was a lock. <laughs> lock
2: of the week. Next game, we got a 10th rake Notre Dame team traveling to NC State. Um, really intriguing matchup. And I'm not going to overthink it. I think Sam Hartman is that guy. Give me the fighting Irish.
1: Yeah, give me Sam, him, Artman, and the Irish. The
5: Irish looked good last week. I'm taking them this week.
7: Taking Irish as well.
4: Irish. Connor, can we get a little jig from you? Can we get a little jig from you, bud? <laughs> do, it, do it for me. Do it for me. This is my pick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir! Yes, <laughs> yes sir! <laughs> hey! <laughs> Shout
0: out game, power, power Six. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, unanimous fighting Irish. Let's go, baby. Love the jinx. Love the Power Six curse. They lost. Power they
2: Six lost. curse. GG. we might get another Power Six curse because it seems like the boys are liking Utah. Um, Twelve, ranked Utah. Travelling at Baylor, Bears just had an embarrassing loss. So I'm going to take the Utes. Utah look good.
1: The Bears haven't been good since uh, Matt Rule was there. So we got the Utes here.
6: I got Utes youths I got the Utes as well
4: Utah's
0: gonna handle Baylor pretty easily uh yeah Utah's blowing them out of the water um also James. Isaiah Baylor won in 2021. and
1: hey, we we don't remember that
2: It was with Matt Rule's developed players. Oh. He Clearly. Wasn't there. Clearly. Um, next, the tough schedule continues for Purdue at Virginia Tech. The Hokies are minus three. And I do have Virginia Tech. Uh, their defense looked pretty good. And I don't think Purdue is quite there under first-year head coach Ryan Walters. Hokies.
1: Yeah, I'm also going Hokies here just because Purdue gave up a pretty good lead last week to uh, Fresno State. Andy.
5: sorry, I'm trying to film out on the thing, but I'm using the app on my phone. Not a good app, Google Sheets. Um, what pick are we on then?
0: Purdue, Virginia <laughs> Tech.
5: <laughs> okay, I got Purdue oh, because brother. I always, I always back the Big Ten.
0: I, I, I'll pick uh, Virginia Tech here. Oh, hold on, you say you back the Big Ten and then vote for. Kansas to win.
4: Hop on that fighting line. <laughs> that, I trade.
5: That's business.
4: <laughs> that is, he is going <laughs> to win well, a He's Henry,
5: got a lot of other Big
6: Ten picks in here, so he's allowed a lot <laughs> of you know. he,
1: he needs a bounce back. You, can't, from pick, last you can't
6: pick every Big Ten team. They're not all going to win, but most of them are. Um, all i got
1: 12
4: teams that.
6: I got Purdue. Out. Um, They're just going to win. They're going to bounce back this week from that loss against Fresno State.
4: No rhyme or reason to this bad boy, but Purdue. Give me the Boilermakers.
2: Next, Ole Miss and Tulane. Like I said, going to be a fun one to watch. Fun atmosphere in Tulane. Ranked matchup. Um, I have to go Ole Miss just because I still think they're the better team. I like Lane Kiffin, but. I might as well just be rooting against this pick because I wouldn't mind seeing Tulane
5: come out with the win here.
1: I've said it for a while. It's Ole Miss's year. Give me the Rebels.
5: Yeah, I think Tulane had a good year last year, but there's just some parts of the country where it means more, and Ole Miss is in that part of the country. So I'm taking Ole Miss.
7: Yeah, a bunch of stupid people are saying their picks. I get it. I'm going to go Tulane here.
6: Exactly, Redman. You're right. Uh, Headley doesn't know what he's talking about He either. Says it means more on the SEC or it's Big Ten, so we don't believe him. <laughs> yeah, to uh, <laughs> put the interest, huh? We're oh, it's Christmas. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> we're going a uh, Green Wave here. Um, back in my underdog of the week. Shock it down for a W. We'll eat that shit up.
4: Yeah, uh, I like Ole Miss here. Um, but I would bet Tulane plus seven. I think it will be close. And it's going to be a really good game.
0: I'm also back in my underdog. I got Tulane, the Green Wave. It's not Ole miss year. This ain't nothing different. They're still the same old miss.
6: By the way, I had these the only one of the picks with a negative record. So we'll just put that out there right now.
4: Me and Devin are pretty close. <laughs> Down 500. Yeah.
5: There's a wise man taking, hey. who said it matters how you play in the fourth quarter.
1: Hey, you should okay? just listen, listen to the, the fourth
3: quarter of picks.
1: Listen to the guy that's, that's leading.
0: You will never do that again.
4: I hope Isaiah just crumbles. <laughs> this is exactly like Defender uh, Cup. I won should have never time. said the records. Should have been like, no, nope, we're good. <laughs> hey. All right. just, we'll, we'll see. Next, we'll
6: see.
2: Uh, Texas A&M at Miami. I don't know if you guys saw. Miami's fan base is embarrassing. They are uh, they can't sell out this game, and they're now offering buy one, get one for what is supposed to be a huge game. Ooh. Um. This was a disgustingly terrible game last year. It was like nine to six late in the game, but Texas A&M's new offensive coordinator Bobby Petrino—they looked a little better. So give me the give me the Aggies. Uh,
1: this was a this was a tough pick. I'm just going to go with Vegas here. I've got Texas A&M.
5: I got Texas A&M as well
7: because yeah, never mind. Uh, never mind, I got the
4: Aggies.
6: Yeah, I got the Aggies. I don't know shit about Miami, so Aggies.
4: Edley, uh, could you tell me what it what it means for boys on South?
5: There are parts of the country where the game of
4: pigskin just means more. Brad, that's right. No, that's right. Um, yeah, no. Let give me give me Texas A and m up, baby. It's our weekend
0: right. season in Miami, baby. Let's go, Canes. I didn't Wait, know one that was not a there. jab at the hurricane going on down there.
7: Yeah, people the come even on, people are losing their homes. Oh.
4: It, would, <laughs> it wouldn't be my first jab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right. Sure, sure. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. We might get canceled.
1: <laughs> uh, I think we already are. <laughs> Next, our spread pick
2: biggest, biggest spread of the weekend Ball State at number 1 Georgia Bulldogs favored by 42 points. Uh normally I'd be worried that that is far too many points to cover, but I'm just going to say yes cuz I said yes the last two weeks and it hasn't worked. If I switch this week, it'll suddenly uh Georgia will suddenly cover that. So I just have to stick with it and say Georgia is going to absolutely pummel Ball State.
1: I think 42 points is way too many points for uh the Bulldogs to win by. So I'm going to say no here.
5: I think Ball State comes in and plays a very sound game. They only lose by 41.
7: Yeah, I agree with that. If it's 40 and a half, Georgia covers easily. But I'm taking Ball State covering.
6: I get the Bulldog cover.
4: Uh, I think Ball State will cover this. 42 is an incredible amount to win by. But Oregon 181-7, to so it can happen. Oregon is
0: not, Georgia is not Oregon. I'm going, they're not covering. There's no shot. You're right. That duck. I think that's more just Portland State. It's not Ball State. But Middle Tennessee, or UT, Tennessee Martin. Oh, UT Martin. I I mean, you know,
2: that was a bad matchup for Georgia, let's be real.
0: (laughs) They do get one of those a year, a little non-con.
2: Yeah, last year's Kent State Yeah. almost cost me a bet. Uh, next El Asico rivalry in the state of Iowa, uh, Iowa minus four at Iowa state. And I just got to take Iowa. I don't have confidence in either of these teams playing good football, except good defense, maybe,
1: but Iowa wins. Um, I'm, I'm going Iowa state here. I, I want a rematch of last year and, uh, I want Iowa to go back to back or Iowa state to go back to back. So,
5: with Iowa, they are one out of nine for the wins I need to get my dollars. So, I think I get another one this week, and it's also my lock Iowa wins easily.
7: I'll have to agree with Hudley. I think Iowa will dominate easily. That minus four is pretty nice. You love agreeing with me. Think for yourself. Hey, shut up, Clown. I don't want to hear it.
6: We're the Schmackles. Give me the Hawks. We're the Schmacks. Yeah, I'm
2: going to Iowa. Iowa. Connor, you got a score prediction on that game?
6: I didn't huh. until now. Yeah, we well, yeah, well, We need one. I'll just I'll make it up right now. Uh, Iowa, thirty-one to seventeen.
2: Thirty-one.
6: The average of the Brian Ferentz point tracker is going to be upped a little, but the skyrocket. Aid's going to be healthy. He's going to be slaying it. Slain.
2: Next, uh, thirteen ranked Oregon favored by six and a half at Texas Tech. I believe that's. I think that's a night game. Uh, It's going to be a really good atmosphere down in Lubbock, even after their upset. But uh, Bo Nix is really good. Oregon wins.
1: Yeah, Oregon win here. Give me the quack.
5: I'm also taking the quack.
7: I am not taking the quack. Give me Texas Tech.
6: It's the lock of the week. Oregon's winning by 15. Give me the decks. the quack. Yeah. yeah.
4: You don't put up 81 points one week and then lose the next. Give me Oregon.
7: Until you just uh, said that, Brad. But, yeah.
0: yep. I was using the same same reasoning. Put your house on Oregon.
4: Dude, real quick, I feel bad for that duck. He had to do so many push-ups. Oh chiseled.
0: Brother. <laughs> we all know it was Goku under that <laughs> mask. Actually, um, I heard it was Jared. Jared's did not a Dorgan it? duck. Anymore. He hates
4: the ducks. He hates Yeah, he's not man. a duck anymore. Really? The skur, yeah. baby. He's a scur. He's a
0: Oscar fan. All right. We love to see it. He's a real scurry he doesn't he does he doesn't have do a lot of that? homer picks. I love, I love it. it. <laughs> I love it.
2: I love it. Uh do we get all is there one in for that one? Yep. Okay, next, UCF. Traveling to the blue field in Boise State. This is one of those classic ones where I could just say it's a coin flip, to be honest, but I'm going to pick Central Florida.
1: Yeah, I'm going Vegas here. They know something, and I don't. Give me Central Florida.
6: I also got Central Florida. UCF. Boise, with my underdog of the week last week, did not pay off. They got dominated. But we're we're going back. Give me Boise on the blue field.
4: We back, baby. Give me Boise State. Give me Usuf. I want the
0: the Golden Knights.
4: Now Wisconsin,
2: uh, favored by six and a half, traveling at Washington State. Uh fun little out of conference game here. Should be a good atmosphere in Pullman. Their dying days of being in the Power Five. Uh, they're going to cherish it and. They're gonna win and they're gonna storm the field. Go wazoo.
1: Max, I like the pick. Uh it's my underdog of the week, but I'm gonna have to go Wisconsin here.
5: Yeah, I noticed that that you did you did an underdog. Are you just head, hedging your bets?
1: Yeah, I'm hedging
4: my bets. He does be I thought you wanted to be the underdog champ.
7: Yeah. Dude, you're what? such a coward. That's such a coward, that, move. That's a coward.
3: It, it is it's a coward, move. It really is. Make it a hey, oh, my a God. This
0: is the same yeah. guy that's like, Dude. Ole Miss is winning the SEC championship, but they're not beating out Georgia or Alabama for the college football playoff.
4: No, hey. respect, for sport, no respect for the sport, man. No respect for
7: Is that grounds of removing him from the podcast? I think you might not have Redman. To Redman,
4: you've been here three times. You're in. Bye-bye. Hey. See hey. you guys hey. there.
1: Hey, all I want to say, who's high leading high the picks and the five points? Not after this week. (laughs) I guess we'll find out. One's got to go. I got
5: Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Give me me
6: Wazoo. Wisconsin's not losing to Wazoo two years in a row. Give me Wisconsin. Give me me those
4: Wisconsin cheese curds, baby. Let's go.
6: I got the badge.
2: Next, we got Auburn late night. This is a 9.30 central game. Started getting a late night action, which is always very fun. Auburn playing at Cal. I have Cal as my underdog. So you know what that means? I'm fucking hedging. Give me Auburn to win. I either win a pick or I win my <laughs> underdog. I, you guys are crazy. Wow. Hey.
3: You guys all gave shit to me. Come on. Max was saying so quiet to me. I'm like, bro, I'm doing this exact same thing. (laughs) That
7: is ridiculous. Grow a pair and just (laughs)
2: fucking... Respect for the game. I guess we got me and
4: Lucas. Both our power one and two are gone now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's... Didn't we all hedge at some
4: point last year? Didn't we all do this? Probably.
2: I'm like, I love this play. This is smart play.
4: So stupid.
1: One of them's got to give, you
4: know. No respect for the game, man. Right. No it's going to
1: end in a tie. I'm giving. I'm picking the team with an identity crisis. Are they the War Eagle or are they the Tigers? I'm going Auburn.
5: I got War Eagle. Go Tigers.
1: Give me Auburn. No, actually, I
5: just thought of something. I'm switching my bet. I am over two and betting on Tigers this year. I'm going to take uh, whoever's not Auburn.
3: Cal.
5: <laughs> I'm going to take Cal.
3: That's that means a good
0: pick. winning. Go to the bank. Dude, I lost money,
5: tragically, on Clemson and LSU. I'd, I'm not doing the Tiger game anymore.
1: Yeah, that was in the same week, too.
6: I got Tiger.
1: Well, it's, it's been one week. Oh, there's week zero. Tony Tiger. Yeah, Auburn.
0: I also got Auburn.
2: Another late-night game coming at you. Oklahoma State traveling to the desert. Uh... Cowboys favored by three and a half. That's a closer spread than I thought it be. I know Oklahoma State's not supposed to be that great this year, but Utah or uh Utah State, Arizona State just won by three points to uh an FCS school. So give me Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy.
1: Yep. Uh give me Oki State and the Cowboys.
5: I got Oklahoma State. Literally just switched my pick um because I saw everybody else had Oklahoma State. <laughs> Five or six gears.
6: Oklahoma State Yeah, Okie State But probably not going to hit now Yeah, underdog
4: of the week here Oklahoma State, as they say Hedging is for the Gardeners So, not around these parts
2: Brad, you should
4: hedge the shit out of that (laughs) Arizona State's a fucking lock I told you guys (laughs) before (laughs) Bade me
0: I also have Oklahoma State. Um, Man, this whole Power 6 curse thing, we got to start thinking about our picks, guys. TCU lost. We all picked TCU and Clemson lost. <laughs> <laughs> but Penn State did win and Oregon State did win, but I think those were no-brainers.
2: We get a couple curses a week. Mm-hmm. They're at, all
1: at, no-brainers. At least one. <laughs> this, is, this is the curse. I I think ASU is going to win the game. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um the house on is they all right now to the second biggest game of the week, obviously. Uh number eleven Texas at number three Alabama rematch from last year. This is gonna be an awesome game to watch. It's gonna be a great atmosphere in Tuscaloosa because they barely get out of bed for most games anymore because they're gonna dominate them. So they actually get to go to uh exciting game. So good for Alabama fans. Um but I got the Crimson Tide, they're they're too strong still, Nick Saban. Is mad.
5: Alabama. Yeah, I'm going to go Alabama too.
3: Kidding! I'm going
5: Texas because that's my
7: underdog. Double down. Hedging for the gardeners. I'm still going Bama,
6: though. So. <laughs> I'm going Bama. It was yeah, fuck Redmond, but I'm going Bama. It was almost my lock of the week. I think they're gonna. And a kick their
4: ass. Uh, I'm going Bama here. And, and I don't know. I can see them covering that seven-point spread.
6: I'm saying.
0: is obviously hey, the sure, only sure. only intelligent one in this podcast because Texas is winning this football game. Last year was a fluke. Quinn, you were healthy. Texas wins this football game. Go Longhorns.
2: Last but not least, the most bet-on game of the week. Big noon kickoff is going to be there. It's going to be the most watched game of the week. Most hyped game. We didn't even talk about the ticket prices. The the cheapest ticket price for that Pama-Texas game, that's the second most expensive. You can get into that game for about 180 bucks. You can't get into this game for less than $400 right now. Just absolutely insane what is going on. going to be a rocket, raucous atmosphere. Uh, Yeah. Can't believe, can't believe what's going on here. But uh, Nebraska, number twenty-two, Colorado, Buffalo's favored by three, but the Scurs get it done. That defense comes through against Dion Fraud. Uh, Huskers win twenty-seven, twenty-three.
1: Going to, we're going to Boulder this week, and uh, I'm sticking with my pick here. This is business. I'm picking Colorado, forty-two to twenty-one. I think we're gonna get smoked.
2: That is insane.
5: Yeah, I'm I'm genuinely kind of stressing about this game. Um, it's going to be a hostile environment. Um, I'm I'm not sure if I'm more scared of us winning or us losing, but I got the Huskers winning thirty to twenty nine. It's going to be a fun one. It is going to be a fun game. I have not been this excited
0: for a game, and I I can't even remember
2: massive game
0: since last week. I was I was pretty excited for last week. I. And more, <laughs> way more
3: excited
7: for this game. Watching Colorado last week, I was so confident in Colorado last week. I put 200 bucks for, on them to win at seven in the morning last week against CCU. In my heart, in my mind, Colorado absolutely kills us by at least 20, 28, I would say. But in some fashion, Nebraska always covers though. So I will take Nebraska covering that three and a half, 20 to 17, somehow, some way. Exciting game, but. Colorado still wins.
6: I got Dion 28 20.
4: Uh, I'm going to go Nebraska 31 to 28. Uh, everybody's riding us off. We ain't riding back. We coming. I think Colorado was
0: absolutely terrified going into the game against TCU that they pulled out everything in their playbook. They emptied it. They showed us how good this Colorado team could be and what their plan is. Nebraska knows how to stop it. Nebraska's got the right tools and the right personnel, the right players to stop it. I think it's going to be a ground-and-pound game. It's going to be a fast game. Nebraska wins 28-24. to
7: this bias nice. is showing through this bias is showing through We will get killed somehow some way the best we got is nebraska covering the spread cuz why not it's been a trend we're going to keep Dude, the trend
2: redman I, you and all the other fans that don't know anything and all the other media are saying that and it's just crazy like that is just, they beat they beat you by 3 points you every with the media and what everyone is saying like that i think that we're heading in the wrong direction on Friday. We need to be heading south on I-29. We're playing the goddamn fucking Kansas City Chiefs on Saturday, according to everyone. We're playing Patrick motherfucking Mahomes on Saturday, according to the media. We have oh, no Delores chance. not, no chance not in playing car, no chance but, in Colorado. No chance in hell. Colorado beat TCU by three points. 100th ranked <laughs> defense in the country. Nebraska has no <laughs> chance. Shadur is the oh. second coming of Christ, which is also the second coming of Patrick Mahomes. No Chance in hell Nebraska can win this game. Dion, the- Nick Saban, who?
7: I want Dion. Dion's the GOAT. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Dude. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me break it down. Max,
1: wait, Max. I wish we had I wish I had a soundboard because there's like eight drops just in that. Right? <laughs> Dude, we might get killed. We might. Oh. We might kill them.
2: It might be a close Dude. game. We have no idea. But there's no reason to just be like. Twenty-eight point win for Colorado, like that. Like the media. Like does the media? Are there no experts left out there? Three-point win against a team that ranked one hundred and fifteenth in the country in explosive pass defense last year.
7: Why are you? Why are you looking at last year when it's literally an entirely new team? They literally they lost, revamped, they lost even more players. They, they they revamped with thirty new players. You cannot look at last year and think that is the same roster any any which way. You guys, it's not for Colorado. You have Travis Hunter who might be the second coming of Christ on both the offensive and defensive end at corner and wide receiver. That has to be athletic freak. And I think did, he's
0: stoppable.
7: Right. Okay, fine. Stoppable. But then you have Sid the sloth at Nebraska QB who has a, who can just <laughs> Jeff Sims who throws three picks against Minnesota. Yeah. This guy could see literally 270 degrees. Yeah. Sid the sloth will be throwing more picks. The Colorado defense. Yeah, easily. Dude, that Colorado defense is bad, though. Here's because here's the way I look at it. They couldn't tackle.
2: They couldn't cover. I guess Let's, the TCU offense that returned no one from their their top 10 ranked offense from last year.
0: Mm-hmm. The way I look at it, say Nebraska go, goes and wins this football game. The headline for the rest of the weekend is not going to be talking about how good this Nebraska program is. It's going to talk about did we overlook how bad Colorado actually is? Did we give I, them I too that. much after beating TCU? Did we yeah. give TCU too much? They're not even going to be talking about Nebraska. Yeah, they'll be like Nebraska played a great game. They beat a they beat they beat Colorado. Yada yada yada. But then it's going to go straight back to did we give them too much? And then Equal the
2: overreactions are Boulder a real thing. will
0: explode like. We might have to party in Lafayette. <laughs> Last season,
2: Florida, as we know, beat a top ten Utah team in the Swamp Week One. Florida jumped to number twelve in the rankings. They went six and six on the year after that Week One win. O- week One overreactions happen.
5: I agree with you on all that. It's just uh, my worry is Dion is he's just different. He seems so different, and his post is his speeches just make me want to run through a wall.
0: You're falling for
1: it. Dion's I think always well, been a here, great though. Here. speaker.
0: I think I
2: think D- Dion is an asshole in his post game press conference to reporters. He called out Ed Werder and said, "I saw what you wrote. You're not a believer," and then asked him if he's a believer. He didn't answer. And then Dion said, "Next question." Didn't answer his question. Ed Werder has never written a sports article in his life. He's not a writer. And he said that after fact. He's like, I have no idea what Dion was talking about, and he just called him out for nothing. Mm-hmm. Ed Werder doesn't even cover college football. And he was in the press conference room. Dion's yeah. a dick. He also has nothing to do with the success of that offense. Their offensive coordinator is the former head coach at Kent State. They got a head coach at Kent State who was doing very well to come over and coordinate that Colorado offense. And he's doing well. Dion
4: loves Dion. Yeah.
0: An and he loves his son. And his second son, Travis Hunter. That That's all he'll talk about. And he'll <laughs> say a third that he's on defense, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
7: Just, he, said it, he said in this
0: post game that Travis Hunter post. was like his second son.
1: He did say that.
0: This is my other son. He didn't even mention his actual other son. Yeah, he did it. Damn. <laughs> hey, he's on defense. He's he's struggling. He's struggling.
7: Yeah. yeah.
4: Oh, all oh, we can all agree. Fuck the tiny baby buffs. Go big red. Go big red. Let's get going. Let's get her going.
2: This game, biggest stage Nebraska is going to be on for a game and.
0: Maybe our entire lifetime,
2: actually, really. In a couple well, of weeks. Probably our entire lifetime.
0: Yeah. Once they win three in a row and they get game day to come to Lincoln, then that'll be the biggest game again. But...
5: So are, are you guys concerned, about, concerned at all about the hostility in the stadium? Is is that is is crossed your guys' mind?
0: I won't be at the stadium. Good luck. Well you're still. I'll be in the sea of red in the parking lot. Yeah. yeah
4: well. <laughs> not like they're not out assholes outside the stadium. We'll be twelve minutes
0: away in a husker tailgate. Yeah. We'll be we'll be protected.
4: <laughs> we'll be fine. You guys might be screwed. Uh to answer I'll your question, okay. Headley, yes. Yeah, you it's, guys might need I'm, to bring right gear. I'm interested to see one, how much red is truly there? And two, how much of assholes Buffalo fans are actually
5: like everybody I've talked to. I've not had one positive review. I haven't either. No, I haven't. Um, either. Well, so De- I'm just expecting to get heckled like I've never been heckled before in my life.
2: Yeah, what it's going to be is I, I'm not like worried.
0: Like, we're not going to get jumped, but we are I, going I would not write that off unless you say
2: unless you say something really stupid, but otherwise, there's going to be it's a lot of Oscar fans there. Hey, we're not going to be if if with you Isaiah, driving your car, so that's good. If you
7: were, if you were driving your car <laughs> and it had Nebraska colors, I would not be surprised if you say a little eee! on the side of it, you know, a little keying action on the side of the car. Yeah, they're know. bad. I think I we're
4: Ubering. We're, way, Uber. we're, right. we're, yeah, we're so Ubering. We're, going,
7: yeah. we're going to hear a lot of
2: fuck you, fuck Nebraska, go back to Nebraska, you guys suck. We're going to see the middle finger over under 50 times. Um, I saw that all when I went to Michigan State, and it was all students. The adults at Michigan State were actually very nice. When Ryan and I got out of our cars, we had a nice lady, and her tailgate immediately offers food. And then we get near the stadium, and the students were absolute assholes. And I feel like it's going to be the same thing in Colorado. They're going to be assholes.
0: I I was at the game in 2019, and I can say that uh, be prepared to be spit on. People getting in your face. I had, I had broken up a fight because some kid was drunk and getting in the face of, a, of an older guy after the game.
5: You and that was when Nebraska on.
0: was up 17 to nothing at halftime. So you can imagine how bad Wait, they were letting us here. On. Yeah. Colorado Don't fans are not pleasant. Don't you never you that never, that you you never, said that
2: before. I'm calling Cat.
0: No, honestly, dude, they were they're horrible fans. Yeah, Dude, what, we know that. We you know they're all horrible things. How'd that go
5: down? What'd you say?
0: What'd well, you it, it's just a whole group of people. So you're walking around, you're like, what the fuck is that go- behind me? It, it just felt like you were getting rained. Well, it
5: could have been jizz. You don't know.
0: It could have been jizz. <laughs> all right. Where did this
5: happen? Where did this happen? Where
4: we'll did this, where did this, this episode? Happen? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it's be a really good time,
2: though. I'm super excited. Yes, yeah. I will. You couldn't imagine a bigger atmosphere for college football, and we're going to be there. Um the entire country is going to be watching, so we'll see. And we might get embarrassed, uh, but we also might win. I don't know. Like that's my thing. Is I just we have no idea. And there's people there's people out there that are acting like they know, they don't know. Nobody knows. So anyway,
7: and I will though. say I, I will say my prediction is for Colorado, but I do have a shirt. I don't know how you can see it, but there's a, a piece of corn sticking up this buffalo's ass I will be wearing. Uh damn game. right, brother. <laughs> go. it, does damn say, right. it does say the corn is coming, so I will be wrapping
3: <laughs> Oh, let's oh. go. <laughs> yeah.
4: This guy can but wear it, too, because he's awesome. a big dude. Yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah. No. I wouldn't it. wear Redman that. No.
1: <laughs> no. 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 If I wore that, I'd be scared for my life.
4: Yeah,
7: I wearing red. That's
1: why I'm at the tailgate.
7: That's why I'm at Husker tailgating. Thank yeah, God.
2: Everybody's Husker, gonna love He doesn't want to find any NBA.
4: fans. He doesn't yeah. want to find any Boulder fans. He's like, <laughs> yeah, right, I'm good. I'll well, talk straight back.
2: Fans, I don't think it's going to be the, the 75% contingent in the stadium that we saw in 2019, but I think it'll be 40 to 50% Husker fans in the stadium. So we will be very well represented like we usually are.
1: Well, I think we should go ahead and add the episode there. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to uh Redman coming back to this show uh second year in a row um again his third time on the show um you're you're pretty much a uh, power 7 if you ask me at this point
7: pretty much yeah, but just make it official how about that so let's hey we change might
1: we might have to if you go 15 and 0 this week. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right.
7: All right. So. Let's put that on a sticker or something. So
1: <laughs> Well, once again, thanks Redmond, for joining us. Um exciting week of college football ahead of us. A lot of a lot of games to keep your eye on. Um to all of you fans traveling to uh, watch your teams this week, uh stay safe. All right. As always, go Big Red and we're signing off.
3: Go Hawks.